everyone. I'm Denise Garth, Chief Strategy Officer at Majesco, and you're listening to the Future of Insurance Industry Leaders podcast series. Follow along as I interview the best and brightest leaders in the insurance industry and insure tech landscape to bring you the latest in digital transformation, innovation, industry trends, challenges, and opportunities, as well as next-gen technologies. We use our experience to anticipate what's next without losing sight of what's now. Stay tuned to find out your next now. Welcome, everybody, to today's podcast series, Future of Insurance. I am thrilled today to have Jennifer King, Vice President of Customer Experience, Service, and Quality, and the Enterprise PMO at Boston Mutual Life joining me. Jennifer, welcome. Thanks, Denise. Thank you so much for inviting me to join you today. And I am incredibly excited and proud to be here and share our BML story with you and your listeners. Well, I just love this story and I can't wait for you to tell the audience. I always like to start off because while this is a small community within the insurance industry, not everybody knows everybody. So give a little bit of background about yourself, Boston Mutual Life and our partnership. Sure. I'd love to do that. So just to start off a little bit about me, I joined Boston Mutual back in late 2020, and I have about a 20-year background of project and program management in the financial services industry. And when I heard about this opportunity at Boston Mutual and their commitment and promise to help people in their time of need with a particular focus on the underserved and underinsured market, I was really intrigued. I'm not sure if you know this or not, but Boston Mutual has been serving middle-income working families for 132 years and providing life insurance solutions for our customers in their time of need. And I felt an immediate connection to both our brand and the products that we sell. My initial role at Boston Mutual, I was asked to stand up a project management team and function. And actually at that time in 2020, we had no resources at all dedicated to projects or even an insourced IT department. I did that for about a couple of years. And about a year or so ago, I was also asked to co-lead our customer experience department. And so today I'm also responsible for our policyholder administration team, our reconciliation, daily control and reporting team, and our quality center. Leading our customer experience team, this has been a game changer for me, bringing change to create better experiences for both our employees and customers. Well, it's a personal passion for me and having the ability to connect with our frontline staff and leadership's teams, it's really allowed me to understand on a different level the challenges that our current tech and process bring about for our employees and our customers. Back to your question about our partnership with Majesco. About two years ago, we started a journey to find a new policy admin system. And today we operate on legacy platforms from the early 70s. So think green screens and F2 buttons, and it is outdated to say the very least. At the time, I had a small team in the enterprise PMO, and we were just actually starting to build some project management muscle. So I knew that we weren't going to be able to jump into this and develop a five-year complex plan with thousand-page business requirements documents. So we started really small, and we thought, 
how can we break this down into manageable chunks um, so we don't overwhelm or overcommit our company, ourselves, and our employees? So we leaned heavily on some industry research to help guide us. We started out with about 30 vendors in the policy admin space who we thought might be a good fit for us. Based on some really high-level evaluations, we were able to narrow that field down to about 10 vendors that we sent RFPs out to. From there, we slimmed it down to three finalists that we moved forward with proof-of-concept demos. After months of conversation and analysis and evaluations, uh, we finally decided that Majesco was the one for us. Wing to wing, this evaluation experience, it took us about a year and a half. But picking the right partner was top of mind to everyone engaged in our program. From our CEO right down to our frontline staff, we knew that the partnership that we were entering into, it was going to be long-term and absolutely critical to our future success. So we needed to make sure that not only the tool was right, but the culture fit was right too. And that brings me to where we are today. We are well into our first phase of implementation work. We've got three phases of implementation lined up, and we have been working side-by-side side with our Majesco partners on a daily basis since earlier this year, March, I think, to identify what our initial scope looks like. And just about three or four months ago, we started the first phase of implementation, and we've been configuring the system with Majesco, and just very recently, we've started to actually get our hands in the tool, which is really exciting. And you can feel that buzz and excitement around our organization as we talk about BML Forward, which is the name that we've given this project. It is really so clear to everyone how important this new platform is for us and how this new platform is going to enable us to deliver better experiences for our policyholders, brokers, and our employees. So, you know, you guys have such a long history in the market. And with that, obviously, with systems back from the 70s, you know, 40 plus years old, probably, you have a lot of legacy with it. Talk about what were the fundamental drivers for your business transformation and why it was so critical for you guys to look at the technology. But I know you also looked at other elements in that transformation. So talk about the drivers. That's a really great question, Denise. So we do have a really long history in the markets, 132 years. That's a lot of history to unpack and unwind. And our CEO, Paul, he has set a vision for us to dream big. This dreaming big means dreaming big about growing sales, gaining market share, and providing a high quality human touch experience for our policyholders and brokers. As we're targeting these new markets and growing our market share, we know we also need to be able to scale our business in a more efficient way. We knew we couldn't achieve these big dreams with our outdated manual legacy platforms and processes. So thinking about where we are today and processing our business on these platforms it's difficult and it's time consuming and it can be frustrating to our customers of today, never mind thinking about the customers that we're trying to earn tomorrow. We have a strategic objective to be easier to do business with, to make our policyholder and brokers experience with us effortless and frictionless. And that is the why behind our transformation. Really to achieve these big dreams, we knew we needed to make an investment in our future. 
Ultimately, this is our policyholder's future. Our partnership with Majesco to implement a policy admin system, this is the how and what steps we're taking to evolve our relationship for our policies, holders, and brokers to really offer them more service options, ultimately become a carrier who can work with our customers when they want in the way they want. So those are really the key drivers of our transformation. It's really great because that's really an outside-in perspective. While it's really going to help you operationally inside the organization for your employees, that outside in from the brokers and the customers is something that is really crucial in today's kind of era of insurance because we've got so many more educated and engaging customers and brokers in the marketplace. So that's really wonderful. From a technology perspective, you touched on this and obviously is a major component of your transformation. Kind of what did you look for and what were your guardrails? And I know one of the things that we've talked about is that you've got some really strong views about using out of the box as much as possible. Also looking at why it's important to have R&D in a pace of change perspective. What were your expectations about the technology and a partner like us to be able to really enable this new business model and help drive speed to market? A lot of questions, Jen, but I know you can do it. That's, that is a lot. Um, I think there might have been five in there. Um, so we were really clear on what we wanted. We knew we wanted a state-of-the-art policy admin system with all of the bells and whistles. We knew we wanted portals. We knew we wanted self-service. We knew we wanted reporting and data and analytics. And we knew this not just because that's what we thought we wanted, but that's what we were hearing from our policyholders and our brokers and even our employees. But some things that we knew... We knew we weren't an IT company. We are a medium-sized life insurance company. We have limited resources and limited budget. And so we absolutely knew that building it ourselves was out of the question. And so we started our search. And when we started our search, we established some guardrails. And first out of the gate, we knew we wanted a cloud-based solution. We knew we were not looking for an on-prem solution that would require us to have hardware or intense level of care and feeding by our internal teams. And we also knew with the cloud-based solution that we could capitalize on a crowdsourced product. And this was really important to us. Secondly, we wanted to limit the number of products that we needed to integrate. So again, we're not an IT company. So we were really looking for a single solution that got us as close as possible on our end-to-end -end process of quote through claim. And so that was really our second guiding principle. Thirdly, and possibly most importantly, Denise, is we set out for standard. We set a challenge for ourselves. Could we be 95% or more out of the box? Could we limit our customizations? Could we challenge ourselves to do things differently than we had in the past? Our goal was to find a solution that enabled us to deploy technology to the process so we could deploy our employees, our people, to the customer. Out of the box, it creates speed to market, not only on the delivery of the solution, but also on future product builds, and it lowers the total cost of ownership in the long term. Lastly, the last guardrail is we wanted to work with a partner that would help us find the fastest path to implementation and work with us in an iterative way. We've never done this before. So we were looking for a partner company to come and help us get focused on determining what our MVP is that would really help enable us to add value as quickly as possible. And so Majesco, they checked all the boxes for us. You're also a great cultural fit for us at Boston Mutual. And our companies are aligned both from a tech strategy and a customer-centric approach. 
You guys are really doing an amazing job. It's funny how many organizations have tried to kind of what I call uh, pave the cow path. They kind of try to keep doing the same thing they did rather than taking kind of best practice and things. And you guys are really doing that with a lot of this out of the box and really rethinking. And that really ties into my next question is it's about really rethinking your business model and the processes as a new foundation for your growth. Talk about how you've done this and what were the challenges along the way and what do you see as your differentiators, you know, as an organization that you're focused in on? We are actually starting to rethink our business model and process now in anticipation of the implementation that's probably just about a year off now for our first phase. And so this year we began a transformation in our customer experience team and we are moving those customer experience team members from a customer service focused department to a customer care driven area. We really pride ourselves that service is our differentiator in the market. So adopting a customer-centric mindset and obsessing on our customer journeys, that is the first step that we can take in adopting our new product, even before it's implemented. We've got some pretty big, heavy goals laid out for us, including you know, wanting to be easy to do business with, being a great place to work, continuing to be there for our customers in their time of need, and above all else, staying true to who we are, a life insurance carrier. These are some pretty big, heavy goals to carry. With that, we know that we can be flexible in our approach. So what the heck am I talking about? So this means we're open to experimenting. As long as we fail fast and course correct when necessary, let's try new things. Let's be open to new ways of doing things. We have actually struck the words, this is how we've always done it from our vocabulary. Those are just not words that we say. We're here and we're ideating what this new workplace looks like with new roles that really build upon our teams and our employees' strength. In terms of challenges, obviously the unraveling of legacy systems and processes, that's definitely taken on a considerable amount of energy. As a company with a lot of history, we have a ton of intricacies and steps in our process and technology. So this is where we really need to dig in and better understand and distill so we can evolve our customer care model and move to this out-of-the-box model we're working towards with Majesco. You kind of began to touch on it. There's another big component. It's kind of the third big component of your transformation, and that's people and culture change. Talk about people readiness and how you are rethinking jobs, the organization, to align with the new business model and technology. This is one of my favorite topics to talk about, actually. I know it is. Our employees, they play the most important role in this transformation. And quite frankly, we need everyone in our company to play a role in our future. Getting our employees ready and excited for the changes ahead is possibly the more important piece of this project, more important than the technology implementation itself. And we're really fortunate because we have a great team of people and our people are passionate about taking care of our customers. Truthfully, our employees, they're our secret sauce. So making sure our employees are ready to serve our customers, that is absolutely one of our top priorities and critical success factors for this project. If we implement this fancy new tool, but nobody knows their role or nobody knows how to use it, then simply stated, we failed and that doesn't feel good. So when it comes down to people, we are deploying a people-centered change strategy. 
And what that means is we're looking at this from a communication and change management perspective, training, organ role design, and leadership readiness. We've actually hired a dedicated change management director to help lead us through this change as well. This is because in our current state, the roles are very siloed and specialized. That is primarily driven by the intricacies in our current state tech and process. So we know as we move forward and we align our process and our tech, we know our employees are going to have an opportunity to actually expand their knowledge and move out of these really highly specialized roles into more generalized roles. This we think is a really great development opportunity for our employees and we're here to support them every step of the way. What's really important to note is as we're on this journey and we are going to change the way we do things and become more efficient, there are really certain core values that are just not going to change. Flexibility, communication, and collaboration are some values that are really at the core of who we are. They have been and will continue to remain central in all of our decision-making and actions. As a mutual life insurance company, we have always acted in the best interest of who we serve. And so that's not going to change either. Then lastly, we often talk about being a strengths-based organization. And so as we continue on this journey, we're really going to start to dig in here, leverage the strengths full as an organization at the individual level. And we're lucky. Our talent base is really strong and it continues to get stronger as we grow as a company. So playing to our strengths, it's going to make it easier for us to be there for our customers in their time of need. And that in turn, that actually makes our employees feel really good and it strengthens our culture and it helps us to continue to attract new talent when opportunities arise. So, you know, transformation is really important because it's really going to get you to that next level to really engage your customers, support your customers and your brokers and everything that they need. But it also gets you to a point to be able to really focus in on innovation. Talk about how this is positioning BML for product innovation going forward, Jen. Well, to answer your question directly, the transformation is going to position us very well for product innovation. But I want to couch that answer just a bit. Since our founding, our customers have been working Americans, and that target market isn't and won't change for us. So our focus is continuing to remain on providing the product options that meet our customers' need for when unexpected life things happen. We're looking to continue to offer affordable and flexible coverage options that are aligned for what our customers are looking for at the step of the insurance journey that they're at right now. And with our BML Forward program, we are focused on going live with the products that we sell today, but really improving our policyholder and broker experience around how we sell them, how we enroll them, and how we service our customers once they're sold. So, you know, in short, our new platform, it's greatly going to improve our speed to market and enable us to more quickly deploy the products that our target markets are looking for. But in the short term, we are really looking to improve the experience of our policyholders and customers of today with the products that we sell today. That's really exciting. So one of the other things, because you mentioned it early on about, you know, digital and portals, it's really about having a foundation to kind of flow to a digital focus and experience for your customers and brokers. And what I always like to say, make it easy to do business with you. 
talk about what it is that you're focused on there and, and how that's going to make it so much more engaging and a better experience for them. So honestly, Denise, when you think about it, easy to do business with a life insurance company, it should mean effortless and frictionless interactions with our customers, right? Um, People don't want to think about life insurance on a daily basis. It should be set it and forget it. Once our customers have enrolled and set up billing, insurance should really be out of sight and out of mind until they need us. But when they do need us, we are completely focused on providing our customer with service options that are going to work for them and letting them choose how and when they want to do business with us. So if they prefer to go online and self-serve at nine o'clock at night after they put the kids to bed, we're going to have that option. Or if they still prefer to pick up the phone and call us on their lunch break, they're going to be able to do that too easy to do business with. It's it's about meeting our customers where they want to be met. At the end of the day, providing a kind and empathetic experience for them, balanced against servicing them in the most affordable and scalable way. That's really, really important. When I think about how all of this is coming together, Jen, you guys are on an amazing journey. As you look forward to 2024, what's next for you guys? And what excites you most about the possibilities ahead? 2024 is a really big year for us, and it has been a long time coming. And so we like to talk here about how we've walked down the aisle a few times before, but we have (laughs) never said I do. 2024 is the year that we're going to put on our white dress, march down the aisle and scream I do. We have started and stopped this project probably three or four times over the past 10 to 15 years. So there is some pretty healthy skepticism internally about if this is actually going to happen. And so I am here saying with much certainty that this is the last time we are going to start this project. In 2024, we are going live with the Majesco platform and we're starting with our new business. We are really looking forward to the transformation that this is going to bring to our employees, our customers, and our brokers. We talk a lot about how the Majesco platform is going to impact our customer experience. But again, I think I'm equally excited and passionate about how this is going to impact our employees' experience. Just a small story, but in our current state, our telephone reps, they might actually log into eight or more different systems before they can even take the first call of the day from a customer. And that's just outrageous, right? Having one streamlined system, that's going to give our employees the tools that they need at their fingertips to more easily serve our customers. In addition to being easy to do business with, we have a goal of also being a great place to work. This transformation, it's going to help improve our employee experience. It's going to make your job easier so they can spend less time worrying if the tech is actually going to work, more time doing what they do best, which is building great relationships with our customers and providing that kind and empathetic experience for our policyholders in their times of need. So, you know, ultimately this tool is just as much for our employees as it is for our customers. I am really, truly excited about all of the possibilities that lie ahead. I'm excited about the possibilities because you guys are actually going to say I do after so many stops and starts. I think it's exciting. If you could pick one word or phrase to describe the future of insurance, what would it be and why? Not to put any pressure on you, but I think we've done about 90 plus podcasts. 
we have less than five uh, duplicates. So the pressure's on, Jen. Oh boy. All right. So one word or phrase. I think that the word that I would pick is agile. And I hope that's not a duplicate. So historically, uh, we know insurance has been a really slow moving industry. If I'm being entirely honest, like we're behind the times. If we have learned anything over these past few years that we've all lived through is that we need to change. We can and we will change and be agile to adopt to and meet our customers' evolving needs. As I like to say to my team, we can do hard things. That is really great. It has been so fun for me personally to get to know you, Jen. We've been able to interact in a roundtable and now this podcast and We're going to be on a panel together. Every time I hear the story, I just am so amazed by the story for Boston Mutual Life and what you and the team and the entire organization is going through on this journey and how methodical and and practical and pragmatic you guys are. Hats off to you guys. It's an amazing story and I'm looking forward to many more conversations about it in the future. So congratulations. Thanks, Denise. It really has been a pleasure to get to know you and to do this podcast. And I am certainly looking forward to sharing the story on the panel with you in in November. Sounds great. Thank you so much, Jen. Thanks. That's it for this week's episode of Future of Insurance Industry Leaders podcast. Subscribe to our market-leading podcast series available wherever you get your podcast from. Thank you for listening and be sure to tune in the next time.